0: Good morning. Uh, welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church on a beautiful, rainy, after-Thanksgiving Sunday. Uh, I, uh, I see we have uh, uh, some that still recovering from the turkey and dressing, and that's okay. Uh, we had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we have uh, a wonderful little treat today. Uh, there's a some children are going to come up and do a little thing, and um, I'm excited about that because it's always excited to see the children involved in the worship service um, so um, let's open up in a word of prayer and we'll do our birthdays and anniversaries right after All right. most glorious Lord God, we love you and I thank you for this day and Lord I ask you to bless our time together. thank you for bringing us out together to worship you on a On a rainy, wonderful day. Uh, Every day that we're alive is wonderful, Lord. Uh, We ask you to bless our time together, this fellowship, uh, this service. Lord, we just ask you to fill this building with your presence. Lord, we ask you to bless those that have birthdays this week. uh, And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I'm going to call out two names. One's here, one's not. And then if there's any others uh, after that. Uh, all right, so uh, on the first is Jaden Scarlett. If you'll please stand up, we'll sing happy birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, and on the second is Bobby Edwards. Are there any other birthdays or anniversaries that we need to know about this week? Okay. Well, last time I went to sing happy birthday, we had a guy... Come up and play the piano And uh, he's not here today So uh, you get the great joy Of hearing me lead a cappello And so uh, I'm, I'm forewarning you Wow Birthday to you Happy birthday God bless you Happy birthday To you and there again God will provide Who knew <laughs> If you get a chance, if you get a chance, call them this week and tell them happy birthday, and you can tell them today before they leave. Uh, so uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Stephen, and we'll uh, sing another hymn.
1: Well, I honestly thought we was going to hear you sing a cappella. So uh.
0: I'm, I'm glad you did. <laughs> uh,
1: if you please stand to page 626, I'd love to tell the story.
0: Okay, we have arrived at our praises and prayer requests and announcement. Uh, December the 3rd, we're going to leave the church at 4.30, going over to yates Staggert to the walk-through Christmas program. Um, we have a, 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 an appointment for sure, so we need to be here and on the road at 4.30. So if you're planning on going, that's December the 3rd, that should be this coming Saturday if I ain't mistaken. So uh, be here at four, by 4.30 and we'll roll out together and I guess the plan is we'll go over there, go through the walkthrough and then we'll all get together and go somewhere and eat. I think that's what's being planned. Uh, so if you have any questions you can let me know or some of the others and we'll see if we can find you an answer. Uh, there is a sign up sheet back there in the back because we kind of need to give them a, a little head count so they'll know how many to, to expect. Uh, December the sixth at 6 p.m. the ladies' circle and men's group Christmas dinner. No food is needed. A sign-up sheet is in the foyer uh, for those who want to attend. We need to get a head count. Uh, ladies, remember to bring a $15 ornament gift wrap for exchange. Men, we don't we don't swap gifts. We just eat and we let them do their thing. All right. Uh, and we will also, the men will be providing the meal, so, um, sign up if you're coming so we can get a head count and get that taken care of. Uh, angel tree will be placed in the foyer, and so please take a name for the kids in need, wrap a gift, place the angel with the name on the gift, a- and place it under the tree. Uh, December the 16th at 11 a.m., the treat bag committee will meet, uh, if you're on it or want to be on it, you show up that day. And what you're going to do is, we have a tradition here at Deep Creek Baptist Church uh, where we fill a treat bag. Everybody gets a bag. It's got fruit and it's got fruit and nuts and candy and all kind of stuff in it, just like you used to get when we were kids. And uh, and so it's a tradition that goes on. And so you come help pack the bags. The, the what? The, okay. Um, Come and help pack the bags, and, uh, and uh, it'll be a, a great time for all on that committee, and also uh, when you get it. December the 18th there's a Christmas lunch. Bring a, cru- a covered dish, the Christmas play with the kids during the service, and all gifts for the angel tree need to be in on the 18th. So bring your kids, uh, bring a covered dish, as soon as the service is over with with the Christmas program. We'll go in the fellowship hall and we'll fellowship and have a great time. So that's on the 18th. Are there any other announcements? I would
2: like to meet just briefly today after church for anybody
0: that wants to help with the Christmas program and the classroom back here. Okay. So if you want to help with the Christmas program in any capacity, right after church, uh, go in that little classroom back here. And they'll have a little brief meeting, and we'll go from there. Uh, any other announcements? The angel tree is already up. Oh, is it? okay. It should be already up. I think that okay. Um, some of the angels do not have names on them, and that is because they are in um, social service custody. So I got you. We are not
2: divulging any names, but um, the age of the child and uh, the sex of the child is
0: on there. So does it have a gift preference or anything on it? have the a preference of what they want No, it just pretty
2: much was pretty general sizes. because we did not know a lot of their sizes I got you i trying to stick with plan like
0: I got you I got you okay toys, Okay Okay know. All right Um any other announcements? Praises. prayer request I got a praise. Yes, we did. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, it was uneventful, and that's a great thing. Just a couple from this morning.
1: Need um, we'll to be in prayer for Karen in Bristol. She's paralyzed, so we want to be praying for her. Um, that's going to air as member of years. Then, last but not least, the Dixon
3: family, we
2: take that on. Right. And the homeless. Right. To right. Today. So we want to be in prayer
0: for that. Yep. Any other praises, prayer requests, James? Frank Makley, we've been praying for him. He's in the hospice. He passed away this past week. The Makley family? Any others? Go ahead, Jason. Uh, if we can add to the prayer list uh just uh, uh, the unsaved. Right. We all just give the constant prayer about the Okay.
1: All right, Jason.
0: do what now Roger. oh okay uh, as he gives his, gives a to that's correct I forgot about that Roger is uh, Roger's bringing a message to a church that his relatives are at they don't have a pastor and so uh, Roger's down there uh, he'll do good Roger will do good So I was wondering where he was at it didn't register I knew he told me and they just didn't um, any others Right, let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Father God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we come before you humbly, boldly, asking, Lord, that you would uh, give us the ability as we pray for the unsaved, that they would come to understand who you are. And Lord, they would come to understand the, the magnitude of the decision to believe in you or not. Lord, we ask you to uh, be with the Makeley family as they grieve. We ask you to be with the Dixon family and the homeless. Um, Lord, we ask you to be with that family as they grieve the loss of a son. Um, Lord, we just um, ask you to be with um, those that were mentioned on the prayer list. Uh, God, we lift them all up to you. Those that are on the prayer list, that have been on the prayer list. um, You know the situation's. Do you know the needs? We ask you to intervene into those situations for your glory. For your glory. Lord, I ask you to make this word come alive today as we bring it. Uh, Lord, I ask you to open up our hearts and those that are outside to, to receive this message. And Lord, let us... Prepare our hearts as we move forward toward Christmas, the anniversary of your birth, the celebration of your birth. Lord, we love you. And we ask that, uh, that we be made aware of those who are in need, uh, those who need you and assistance, Lord. Make us aware. Put them before us. We can't help them all, but we can help some a lot. Lord, I love you, and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Okay, if you please stand and turn to page 573. Heaven came down, and this is our offertory hymn.
0: We're going to have to unplug it.
4: land out of sight aboard the Mayflower ship with sails of white. It says they decided to leave England on that small boat or ship that was called the Mayflower. They sailed across the Atlantic Ocean. The difficult journey lasted two months. Can you imagine being on this boat? And it's not like the ones that we've got now that's got all the good stuff on it. This one was hard for built and it was hard for them to survive on it you know they had to live off of whatever they bought with grains or the fruit or the apples or whatever they brought on the boat that's what they had to have um, it says they sailed for many days across the blue the ocean blue and the seas were rough but the ship was was through the ship came through at last they spotted land and so What they did was the Pilgrim's first winter was set. The Pilgrim's finally reached America. So they were coming to America, and when they got here, they started a new community that was called Plymouth. And I think Ms. Rachel might have something to show you with that. You see this? Mm -hmm. Are you going to remember all this? No. No. (laughs) um, You've been honest Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're on it. I like history. You like history? Okay, good. All right. It says that in the spring, a Native American named samset treated the pilgrims in English. He, tre- he treated them in English. So he knew English. He knew our language. So when he met them, he talked to them in our language. So that was good. And what he did was. As he came over, since they were happy and they cheered and they danced, and the first year was hard and it was black. Many died. Some wished to go back to the Native Americans, but the Native Americans gave them a hand and helped them survive in the strange new land. So what the Indians did when they came over, they taught them how to uh, how to hunt and how to fish. And what else is
2: that? Plant the corn.
4: Yeah, they, they taught them how to plant the corn. See, see, they had to survive. So the Indians showed them what to do, so they could survive. Okay. It says um, the pilgrims, the pilgrims were introduced. Uh, it, the concept was being introduced to the pilgrims for another helpful native. At, uh, he before the pilgrim's best friend, he taught them how to plant corn, hunt, live with them for the rest of his life. Many pilgrims said they would not have been able to survive without his help. Later, Squanto helped the pilgrims make a peaceful treaty with the uh, Wampano tribe. In the fall, the pilgrims had a feast to thank God for their great harvest. So, I think she has a picture of the feast. Good. Is a feast. Does that look like the feast you had for um, Thanksgiving? No. No. Did that? Nobody wore, a hat.
3: Nobody,
4: We're Nobody wore hats. Nobody what? Wore Nobody wore hats. You sure have hats. In the fall, the pilgrims had a feast to thank God for their great harvest. Did you thank God for your food? Yeah. You did. Okay. And this Rachel has a Bible verse she's going to read.
2: to good. Well, did you, you want read me to read the Bible verse? I mean, what they do, what we used to give with the Bible verse is, um, we usually let somebody pull it down the Bible. Okay. Can you, can you do that? That's okay. Good. Now who wants to pull my Bible verse out of the Bible? Okay, Nathan. you. Well, let's see what that verse said, okay? Let's see what
4: it said. Now, we'll read it together. I bet Addie can read it. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> it
3: say? and in everything, give thanks.
4: So not only do we give thanks at Thanksgiving, but we also give
2: thanks when all, 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 all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Okay. Okay. You okay. think they maybe know everything? They
4: don't mean the sure. Have you got
2: questions? You want to have? I have some questions. What is the name of the ship that they came to America on? Y'all remember? The name of the chair? The name? Wow, very good. Okay. Question number yes. two. All right. Now the next thing is, how many, that's your question. All right. We've got some. Um, this is where they settled. This is called Plymouth, Massachusetts. Plymouth Bay is where they settled. Okay, and how many, how many um, how many log houses do you, do you see Three. One. Six,
3: seven. seven, okay.
2: There were seven log houses, okay, made out of, what, what's made out of logs? But what do you have to cut down? We, we, trees. Trees, okay. And so we've got that many log houses, and then these are storehouses. Can you all count this for me? Four storehouses, and they store what? Do they store, like what horse do be. Hay. Hay. Very good. So they store hay and lot of things in these storehouses. So this is kind of what we think maybe Plymouth Bay looked like with the place that they settled. Okay? All right. Now they had a problem. They had a problem back in those days. They didn't know anything about how to plant the crops. So come on. Come on. Who knows what's in my thing? This is Will C right here. Who, wants to, who, who can guess what this is? C. Okay, what do you think that is, kernels, For what? Corn.
3: Corn. Okay.
2: And these, actually, if you plant plant these in the ground, the corn would come up. And so the Indians taught the pilgrims how to plant corn. So here we are. He's digging a hole. And guess what he's putting in that hole?
3: Corn. Seed. Okay. He's putting
2: corn seed. And then guess what fertilizes the soil? You don't know? I do.
3: What? What's that right there?
2: Wiggles in the water and has fins on it. What's that? What a... A fin? What does that say? Fish. Fish, okay. So they use fish to to fertilize the soil, so the coin would come up, okay? All right. Now, you know what? And so the coin came up, and who wants to hold this for me? Can y'all hold it up? corn came up, that's what we call Indian corn, but that something that they had as the very first Indian, the very first celebration, okay? Now, this is a picture. What are they doing right here? Do y'all see the Indians in this picture? They have a celebration, aren't they? And you see some Indians, and they and looking toward this lady, you know what she's doing? She's serving food, so what do you think she might be serving?
3: Um, that,
2: who wants to hold up this? What's this? Uh, uh, apples. apples. And what else would they be served? What's this? Orange.
3: Pumpkin.
4: And what's what's this one? Right orange. 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 Who wants to hold the orange one? I want it.
2: How uh, many different?
4: Rice. Also.
2: Rice. Okay. You want to hold that? I want to have the other ones. And you know what else it has? What's this? They had all that good food and the Indians were just watching them get. Oh, so They're so and so And then guess what these pilgrims are doing? They're getting ready to eat too. What do you think they're eating? you holding it in your hand. Pumpkin. Turkey. turkey. Well, where's the orange? Oranges and apples. And apples and corn. And corn. And okay. An okay. Apple okay. And you know what they're doing? What's, what's, what's? Oh, and you know what they did? What do you shooting And out of them has antlers. What's deer. it called? Deer. 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 Okay. And so the Indians brought. Guess what? They brought seven deer to the Indian cel- to the celebration. Seven of them. And so they had a lot of wild turkeys. And so the turkeys. The gobble, blah gobble, gobble. They killed turkeys too, and they had those too. Now you know what these children are doing? They've got their hands. Oh, um, what do their hands look like? What do they get ready to do before they eat? Pray. Pray, okay. That's what they what. Get ready to do. you think they're thankful for, for their food? Yes. Yeah. For clothes that they survived the cold winter? And Mary Allerton was a real person who, lived, who was in this colony. And Mary lived to be in her 70s, and she was the last one to die. In the Plymouth Colony, I found out that information. That's very well, That is good. So now, what we are gonna do? We pull the Bible Mark out. Let's say our Bible verse together. Can you do it? In everything, everything give thanks. Very good. Yeah. Let's say it again. Yeah. In everything, give thanks. Okay. All right. I think it's going to help us
4: a prayer. Yeah, we're gonna have a prayer. Okay. We're not only gonna give thanks to. For our meal that we had and our food that we had for Thanksgiving, but we need to give thanks for everything every day. Okay. I do. Okay. I do. Can And bow your heads and remember what we say afterwards? Okay. Most yes, gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you today with this glorious time with these children, Lord. We just ask God that you protect them and if you guide them and direct them. We pray God that they give thanks for everything—not just food, but for their clothing, for their parents, for their grandparents, and for their friends. Lord, they just—we just want them to remember that you are in in control, and that you are the one that they need to lean to if they have issues or problems, or or, or have problems with their friends. But Lord, we just ask mostly that we give thanks for them. And we give thanks to you for bringing these children to us. We ask all of this in our holy name, I pray. And God said, Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Uh, I'll give you an update on the turkey fight. One of them is blind. He lost his eyes. Uh, and some feathers. Um, them two turkeys were going at it. and uh, Yep, one of them is blind now. he about got no eyes and a few feathers missing, so um, it was good. Uh, it's always great to have children bring us a message in their, not only in their innocence, but in their exuberance. Um, uh, and so that's, that's a grateful thing. If you have your Bibles, um, we're going to make a little journey today. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, it's based on a, my sermon today is based on a uh, outline from, from William Smitty. And uh, going to turn to Matthew chapter 26. Uh, he titled his outline "Backseat Religion." Um, kind of way it is. What I what I like to call it is uh, uh, people at a distance. They, they don't want to be seen, uh, and we'll get into that. It, it's a distant religion, distant participation, distant. Uh, fellowship and so anyway uh, I'm going to introduce this to you and I'm going to in a in a very brief sermon because uh, the children did what they had to do and I, I bless them for that um, we're going to do Matthew 31 through 35 if you want to go ahead and mark his place uh, then we'll go to 56 58 and 69 and 75 uh, and what we're talking about here in these scriptures we see, you know, Peter, the avowed follower of Christ, the one who was the most bold, the one who was the most rash, the one who would didn't hold his tongue, he said what he wanted to do, becoming a weak man who follows Christ afar off. Kind of like a backseat driver, you know, they want to be in control but they can't and so they sit in the back and they tell you what to look out for, where to turn and and we, we all know that, but this is this is he's following Christ more far off. Fear has entered it, and so uh, verse thirty-one. Then saith Jesus unto uh, unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall scatter, or shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Uh, Though uh, all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, That this night before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Uh, Though I shall die with thee yet, will I not deny thee? Likewise also said the disciples, they all said, no, we'll die with you. No, we won't run from you. And of course, we've read this story a thousand times, but the truth demonstrates the danger allowing a distance to develop in our fellowship with Christ. See the truth, Jesus spoke the truth to Peter. He told him, he said, before this night's over with, before the the, the rooster crows in the morning... You're going to deny me three times. No, not me, Lord. No, not me. How many of us have been put in a position to where, Lord, I am your faithful follower. Nothing's going to turn me. And then all of a sudden we meet some resistance. Or we're at, a, at our facility of work or whatever. And those who are not followers of Jesus tend to accuse me or you of something that we didn't do. Or being a, a, a hypocrite or whatever it is. And what do we do? What do we do? Do we stand there and defend our faith like Peter said he was going to do? Or do we become distant followers of Jesus? Do we become a far off watchers? And so we need to understand the truth will demonstrate the danger of an overconfidence in our ability alone to overcome the world. How many of us take out and we're going to do things and we forget to pray? How many of us say, alright, well... I'll give you an example. My air condition broke. Or, or No, that's not a good one. Had a flat tire on the side of the road. Don't have any wrenches. And I, I'll stop, You know, I'll, I'll get this taken care of. I'll do this on my own. And you don't pray for God to send someone with a wrench. Or you don't pray for someone to come and pick you up. You get on the phone and you call. And everybody's busy. We're trying to do this in our own power. We're, something at our house... Doesn't seem to be right. We have issues in the home, uh, people not getting along. You know, families go through things where individual members of the family don't get along with the other ones. Or one of them wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and uh, they're grumpy all day because something didn't go their way. Or somebody perceived that somebody said something wrong. And we perceived it the wrong way when all actuality that was not the case. All of these things cause us to think that we can handle these things on our own. We think we can demonstrate our strength in Christ by not including Christ in our actions. And that's what's happened here. Peter thought he was tough. Peter thought that he was going to be all right. He was going to stand with Jesus no matter what. And then if we get over to verse 56, we'll see what Peter did. Actually, we'll go to verse, uh, yeah, verse 56. It says, But all of this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. And then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And they that had laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled, where they had congregated, where they had convened an illegal court. But Peter followed him afar off until the high priest's place and went in and sat with the servants to see the end of this. See, he he thought he could watch all this. His ability wouldn't be changed from being at a distance. And here is where it starts to change. The truth demonstrates the danger of sitting down with the enemies of Christ. Peter's sitting here. And he's sitting here with the servants of the household of Caiaphas. Now Peter and them had been in and out of out of Jerusalem so many times people knew they were from Galilee. They knew they were followers of Jesus. And so what happened? You know, uh, the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false witnesses to come against Christ and all that's going on. And in the meantime, in the meantime, some little girl said, oh, he's one of them. And what did he do? What did he do? He denied them. See, he sat down with the ones who were the enemies of Christ We're not to sit with them, and especially to back up, we're not to sit with them as overconfidence in our ability to follow Christ and our ability to alone overcome the world. We can't do it without the foregoing of the Holy Spirit and a full indwelling and being prayed up. We have to be prayed up daily to defend our faith, to be of use to Christ. There's a whole lot of people running around who profess to be believers of Christ who are useless to the kingdom because they won't commit to follow him wholeheartedly. They had rather fit in with the crowd. We have whole churches meeting today, whole denominations that have forsook the word of God. They're in a terrible battle of dividing up property because they forsook the teaching of the Bible. They have done blasphemous things, doing it on their own. We stand firm on the Word of God here. We stand firm on the fact that this book is living and breathing and breathed by God Himself. We come to understanding by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, period. There's no other way to understand this book and understand the spiritual side of it. That's it. You have to be indwelled with the Holy Spirit. We are called to be witnesses in this world because there is coming a day sooner than later where people are going to be forced to take the mark of the beast. Pastors won't preach about it. Pastors won't preach about hell because they think they're shaming or scaring people into heaven. I don't care if you're scared to death. If you don't accept Christ, you're going to hell. Period. That's the end of it. Not me. Jesus said it. The Bible teaches it. All the prophets and all of the disciples have said the same thing. You take the mark of the beast, you are going to hell into the lake of fire, period. Now, with that being said, I'm a pre-trib guy. I believe in the uh, rapture of the church. And so I believe I won't have to worry about the mark of the beast because I won't be here when that tribulation period starts. I won't be here for that seven years of tribulation. I will be gone before then. I wholeheartedly believe that. I can prove it by the scriptures. You might not be able to like that. You might have a different belief. But the Bible clearly tells us that we are not to suffer Jacob's wrath. The tribulation is Jacob's wrath. He who survives to the end shall be saved. We are to survive to the end till the rapture of the church. Whether we're in the grave or alive, we are going to be out of here. We are not going to deliver and have to suffer through that. That is not meant for us. Ain't that amazing? If you can't get an amen for that, what can you get an amen for? We're not going to be here. The truth demonstrates the danger of sitting down with these enemies of Christ. Peter was in the midst of them. He was accused three times of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Back up. What did he say? Not me. I will never deny you. Have you ever noticed that when you were use the term never in your life, it happens you eat it. It happens you eat it. Because number one, you're bragging. And number two, you're not putting it in the context of Christ. We're nothing. He bought us. He paid for us. We have no claimants upon ourselves. Jesus owns us. And with that being said, by him owning us, everything that we do is for him and his kingdom. And so Peter's finding these things out. He's finding it. And so if we turn over to verse 69, it says, Now Peter set without... In the place. And the damsel came upon him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. And he denied him the first time. And then it came again in verse 72. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they, and they stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrays thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. He knew that he had denied Christ. But see what happened was he denied him. And then it got a little bit worse. He took an oath that says he didn't know him. And then it got a little bit worse. And he began to cuss. And he began to swear. And he began to deny that he even knew who Jesus was. Sitting down with the enemy. The truth is that the truth demonstrates that backseat religion or far off religion is a very dangerous place to be for a child of God. It's easy to get turned aside. It's easy to follow the crowd. It's easy to believe the things the world is teaching you rather than what the Bible says. That's why we have so many issues going on today in our world. People have opened up a can of worms that should have never been opened. Because they won't read the Word of God because they know better. Remember, man is smarter than God the Creator. They're so smart that they deny him. They're trying to do everything they can to do away or prove this book wrong. And they can't do it. Every time they think they're going to prove it wrong, some discovery of archaeology comes up and proves it right. Proves it right. There are things that happen in this world that can't be explained. We as Christians understand them. that God is working miracles today. It's not something that's unexplainable. And the biggest one's going to come. Can you imagine being here and the media the way it is today trying to describe the rapture of the church? Can you imagine that? You know, we have 24-7 news. Man, they'll be going on for weeks and months. Where did they go? What happened? And then they'll start pointing fingers blaming it on each other. Oh, oh, It's all the Republicans' fault or it's all the Democrats' fault or it's this one's fault or it's that one's fault. And one little old preacher is going to stand up and tell them what happened and they're going to tell you this man is a lunatic, he's crazy, he's out on the fringe and he's speaking the truth. What are they doing today? If you stand up and preach repentance today on the national stage, they will laugh you off. They will tell you you're crazy. They will call you a bigot. They'll call you a racist. They'll call you a misogynist. They'll make up terms that they ain't made up yet for speaking the truth. Because you disagree with what they want you to say. What did the Bible say? What did he say? He said they're going to hate you because of me. They're going to hate you because of me. And we need to take care of each other. We need to treat each other legally and lawfully. This is serious stuff. We're thankful that we've got to spend time with our family. We're coming into the time of Christmas where we have those who, for whatever reason that I like to call Christers, that only come to church on Christmas and Easter out of obligation. It's that time of the season for them to come. We need to be open. We need to welcome them. We need to pray for them. We need to introduce them to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We do. We need to do that every day. Our time here is short. The Bible, I was talking to the youth this morning. And the Bible says that our life is like a vapor. And if you take a match and you strike the match and you blow the flame out, that little puff of white smoke after the flame, by definition that's a vapor. It doesn't last but a minute. Or so, or a split second, or milliseconds that doesn't last long. That's our life. Our eternity is so much longer. And we're going to spend it. Every human being that has ever been born or will be born is going to spend eternity somewhere. You're either going to spend it in heaven with Jesus and the Lord, or you're going to spend it in hell with Satan and the demons. The choice is yours. And if you've been here today, you have heard the gospel. The gospel has been presented to you. And if you cross the threshold and exit out and you get killed in a car wreck and you have not made a commitment to Jesus Christ, your eternity is set. You are spent in hell separated from God. And your loved ones that are saved will also be in heaven and you'll be separated from them. But you will have full faculties and know the decision you made and you'll have that to live with for eternity. So my my prayer is that no one leaves this church ever without having made a commitment to Jesus Christ. With that, I'm going to close this sermon um, short, brief, but to the point. Uh, if God is calling you to him, answer the call. Don't put it off. It's so important. If God is calling you to reaffirm your faith, answer the call. Don't put it off. If God is calling you to rekindle the flames, answer the call. Don't put it off. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I just ask you to, to bless us. I ask you, Lord, that not one soul cross out of this church without having been made right with you one way or the other. Lord, we, we want your kingdom to advance. But most important, Lord, it is our wish and your plan that no, not one should perish. And we want to be the ones that deliver the gospel. The hope, the good news that there is eternity with you. In a mansion, in a new heaven, in a new earth, in a new Jerusalem. Lord, we love you, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Our hymn of invitation is page 317. There is something about that name.